Come on. This episode is brought to you by Money Alignment Academy. If you are looking for a financial wellness platform for your company, your organization, and your employees, check out moneyalignmentacademy.com or click on the link in the notes of the show. Welcome to Lifeblood. This is George G. and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Paul Chambers. Paul, are you ready to do this? Absolutely, George. All right, let, let's go. Paul is the co-founder and president of the Subscription Trade Association. He's an entrepreneur, a speaker, and an expert in the subscription economy. I'm excited to have you on. Paul, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me, George. I truly appreciate it. Um, so quick, uh, I've been an entrepreneur since the fifth grade. I always, always have that, that entrepreneurial blood in me. I uh, got it from my my father, my grandfather, and other you know great inspiration in my life with my mother and my stepfather. Uh, and I li- currently live in Troy, Michigan, a suburb north of Detroit, where I have four beautiful children and the world's most amazing wife, because uh, <laughs> she continues to support all the the madness in our lives. And I say madness in a good way. Uh, I'm also a volunteer firefighter here in Troy and keeps me busy on my nights and weekends. And currently run the subscription trade association where we power the direct to consumer subscription industry. So anything you subscribe to in your life from Netflix and Peloton to FabFitFun and uh, Dollar Shave Club, that is the space that we represent and help those businesses get better. Nice. So what was the, uh, what was the first foray into entrepreneurship as a nine or 10 year old. <laughs> I was selling gumballs in the, there were sour balls at the time that, that uh, you know, turned into to gumballs uh, as you kept chewing on them uh, back in the coat room. And I, I got in trouble with the principal a couple times and he finally, uh, you know, said, Paul, you can't, you can't, can't sell candy at school. So I waited until middle school and I kept doing it there again and again, got in trouble with the principal and eventually, uh, you know, I had to wait until I, I got a little bit older to do some more things that weren't uh, as would get me in as much trouble, I guess. Yeah, selling contraband in the coat room, Paul. I can see that <laughs> that could go a lot of terrible directions. I'm glad well, it worked out for you. <laughs> and I was, I was very fortunate. Um, you know, my my father wasn't around as much in my life, and so my grandfather really kind of was there for me. And um, he would take me over to Sam's club as a kid and take me, you know, down the candy aisle and show me, you know, we'd look at per unit price of some of the candy bars and he would say, you know, look at this one case okay, so this, your costs on this is 10 cents and you could sell it for, you know, a quarter retail or, and he, he taught me the art of the upsell at that time. What it was, he actually showed me there, you could sell them for 15 cents a piece. I think the cost on it was about seven cents and he goes, you can sell them two for a quarter or 15 cents a piece. Because incremental costs is, you know, it is the same and you could you could get another sale out of them. Maybe they would only buy one. If you give them a package deal, then they're going to they're going to buy two. And, you know, it's those little lessons that you don't think about at the time that you're like, wow, that's, you know, so impactful in business and things you can learn. Yeah. What an amazing lesson right there. Walking through Sam's Club and learning the per unit price of a candy bar that literally stuck with you for the rest of your life right there. Amazing. Right. It's Absolutely. So I I I think that uh people are probably more aware 
today of of subscriptions, recurring revenue than than maybe ever before. But would just love to love to hear sort of what what the history of this subscription economy, subscription models is. Obviously, brief history, but yeah, you know, I mean, subscriptions have been in our lives for centuries at this point, dating you know newspapers and magazines and publications have have always been surrounding us. And, you know, we were used to it, uh, but not in the way, you know, we've been used to it, but not in the way we use it, we use it today. I mean, subscription encompasses so many more things now. And as even through the pandemic, a lot more acceptance of subscription in our lives in various different forms and, and functions has become the norm. Uh, when you look at, you know, we're all used to paying our cable TV bill, right? We never really consider that subscription as much as it is utility and something that we need and, and have. However, um, you know, when you look at uh, what what we have today where cable TV is less prominent and it's more about, uh, you know, the streaming services that are out there. And, you know, we, we have Netflix and, and Peacock and Hulu. And, you know, so now we look at things in a different way. And so subscription has started to proliferate our lives in so many different ways, whether it be subscribe and save and subscribing to things we want to get on a regular basis. If we have kids, we we need diapers coming in or some people subscribe to Hint Water because they want to get it on a regular rotation or or razors. It, it, it encompasses in so many different ways than it ever has before. Uh, and especially that was just greatly accelerated through the pandemic even. Yeah, it's fascinating, right? I almost had forgotten about a newspaper subscription and magazine right. subscriptions. Those are obviously and, still a thing. Oh, yeah. And even as a, you know, and I mean, you look at Wall Street Journal, New York Times have had, you know, some of the, the biggest years ever for their growth. And we look at it and go like, wow, you know, but newspapers are, are dying. You know, people aren't picking up newspapers or reading them as much anymore, but their online subscriptions have accelerated significantly. A lot of that's powered by, you know, the media. There's so much news out there. People want to consume more and they want to know what's going on. Um, but they've they've adapted their model to modern technologies and to the modern way people want to receive information. So, you know, it's, it's fascinating to see. And like Disney is another great example. Disney Movie Club has been around for, I think it's over 15 years now. You'd get a, back in the day, you'd get a VHS cassette, a new VHS cassette sent to you every month with the latest Disney movie or a past collectible still exists today. But now, you know, they also have Disney plus and all these other very, you know, they own all these networks, ESPN and ABC and, you know, Disney has always been this media company, you know, from going to the movies and stuff like that, but they've had subscription around so long. And now there's so many other ways that they're involved in subscription and even Apple is betting the future of their company on subscription. Yeah, it's fascinating. Was was Dollar Shave Club one of the first to sort of Dollar, this, this, this new? Yeah, Dollar Shave Club brought a lot of attention to the need for replenishment. Um, you know, we and and I think made it more acceptable to have things sent to you on a regular basis. I mean, there's the 800 pound gorilla in the room too, which is Amazon, and they're fantastic at. I mean, this is what they do. They they take that data and they they leverage it to help improve their business and, and make our lives better, or at least we like to think, right? Um, <laughs> you know, but Amazon has also been that that early success marker in subscribe and save and the replenishment category of, all right, we see what you're buying on a regular basis. Let's just help you out and make your life easier and ship it to you regularly. But yeah, Dollar Shave Club really made that impact of where people would realize 
oh shoot yeah i do need razors once a month or every other month and it'd be nice if they just showed up that's kind of cool is do you see and is our subscriptions replacing or taking market share from a traditional advertising model i suppose that yes yeah i I guess i'm curious in in terms of what what context are you well i I suppose just tv like netflix i don't know that they do ads i'm trying to no, so Netflix doesn't do ads, and actually Netflix is going to start to run into a little bit of a, a dilemma here soon where they're, the only way they'll be able to capture more revenue is either increasing their prices, adding more subscribers. At some point, they're going to peak out. You can only There's only so many people in the world that can subscribe to it or are willing to subscribe to it, or they're going to have to introduce new revenue streams. Um, and Netflix has always said they'll forever not have ads on their platform. Uh, they're never going to have ads. I... I think they're going to come back to eat those words a little bit mm-hmm. because they're going to realize, you know, like give an example, Netflix, I pay eighteen ninety nine a month. Hulu, I pay $55 a month uh, because with Hulu, I get the, I pay for no ads. I pay for the DVR feature. I pay for the live TV. I pay for multiple TVs. So at some point Netflix is going to realize, oh shoot, I could be getting two to three times per subscriber that I'm getting right now. We need to, we need to look at some other things here. Uh, and I think they'll eventually have ad supported. And, and look, at here's the other reality is streaming companies have introduced new channels that have better data behind them than ever before. I could go advertise with Hulu and, and target a very specific demographic with very specific ads, you know, versus before when I would advertise on local TV or with Comcast, whomever it was, I would just blast it out there and know like, okay, this is during the Golden Girls hour. I'm going to hit this target demo that I want to hit, or it's during a kid's show hour. I'm assuming the demo is watching. Now you can choose to who you want to deliver it to, much like with YouTube ads as well. So it's it's absolutely changing the game in terms of advertising and, and market reach. Yeah, fascinating. It seems, well, it has, has, has the increasing number of services. First and foremost, I'm assuming that the number of subscription services that are being accepted by us as consumers we are all for it up to this point do you see that continuing is there any kind of a backlash yeah i I mean i think there's there's such a thing as subscriber burnout um in the the subscription box space called box burnout where somebody's got too much stuff or too many subscriptions and they, they try and pare it down um, the CEO of my subscription addiction is about to embark on a journey right now. And, and my subscription addiction is, uh, one of the largest directories and listings out there for all things, subscription, subscription companies and the various different cool subscription boxes out there that you can find. And she's about to live off of purely subscription for the next six months. <laughs> and, uh, I, I was talking to her the other day about it. I was like, Simran, I'm so excited to, to hear the outcome of this. And she's like, I'm excited too. I'm a little nervous, you know, a little nervous. And, you know, it's one of those things where you start to think about it like, okay, you know, is this possible? Well, I can get my food delivered. I can have HelloFresh deliver meals. If I want snacks, I can go to Snack Nation and get snacks. Um, I could, you know, if I get my car wash, I could subscribe to a car wash uh, membership nearby me. Uh, I mean, virtually everything has a subscription option today. And, and so... Then we have the dilemma of, do I feel like I've got too much recurring revenue on my credit card every month and do I just want to buy things when I need them? 
And so that's where that, that balance is going to be in there. And I think more and more consumers, you know, are becoming accepting of, well, I guess I'm already buying this anyway on a per transaction basis. Why not just have the convenience of my life? Yeah, it's fascinating to me. Um, yeah. And, you know, like on the subscription box side of things, there's there's really two different ways. I guess we'll call it the sort of like the physical subscription products. There's two different types you have. Well, I guess three, really. You have replenishment, which we've talked about already. Dollar Shave Club. You know, there's there's beauty beauty products, beauty supplies, things that you need on a monthly basis, diapers, uh, certain food items. Uh, there's access, which will give you access into certain things, whether it be a membership or, um, you know, a, a system, a streaming piece of software. And then there's discovery and delight. And discovery and delight are where we tend to see a little bit higher of the the churn. The, you know, I've, I, I have too much of this stuff type situations where, you know, we... You're sending somebody, I, I actually just, uh, I was a partner in the gentleman's box, which is a monthly subscription for turning any man into a true gentleman. We shipped a matching pair of, uh, a sock, pair of socks, ties, pocket squares every month. So when you dressed up, you were styled appropriately. And we had, you know, several thousand subscribers in the system, uh, on gentleman's box. And we actually sold it last year to a company called cigar club. Cause it fit well within what they were doing and sure. they were able to give it a happy home while we focus on subta. But what we saw is after about six or seven months, people would be like, okay, I have enough, enough ensembles here for a minute. I'm good. And they'd pause it or they'd cancel and come back. And you know, just, that's just kind of the natural progression. So that's, that's where you see the consumer saying, all right, let's hold up for a minute. Discovery and delight is a category. You learn something new every day, Paul. I like it. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Um, so, what 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 is 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 the role of the subscription trade association? What are y'all doing? Yeah. So at Subta, we help power the 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 businesses that are providing these subscriptions out there and help them grow and improve uh, through acquisition and their retention strategies in uh, their overall operations. Uh, we provide community content and support for these companies. And, um, you know, we do that through our big conference we host every year called Sub Summit. Uh, that's uh, this year in 2021. We're hosting it in September uh, 21 to 23 in Dallas, Texas, uh, both in person and virtual, whatever, wherever people's comfort lies right now. And then we have uh, subta.com. We have a free membership people can join and get a lot of great free resources. And then we've got a, a paid tier as well where they get access to even more all our previous conference content, things like that. We've got a Slack group, a Facebook group. So just just really helping these companies grow and, and get better. There's a show that uh, my partner and I, Chris George, do uh, called Subscription Review where we, we walk through a particular subscription, go through their website, buy the subscription, get it in, review it, talk about it, and provide actionable feedback actionable feedback for those companies that they can use, but also anybody watching that might be in a similar business could say, oh, that's a good idea. I'll give you a great example, like HBO Max, a, a company, HBO, that has been around for so long and in the subscription space for so long, but they always wrote on the back of a Comcast or um, you know, a Time Warner, somebody selling their product for them. So when I'd go to cancel my HBO, I'd get the Comcast rep and they'd say, well, are you sure? Why don't I keep you around for, you know, $5 more a month or $5 less a month? And I'd say, okay, I want to keep it. 
now HBO is running their own direct-to-consumer subscription, something they really haven't ventured into much before. They have in some ways, but not as much. And Chris and I went through the process and we went to cancel and we clicked the cancel button and it let us cancel. Like, wait, this doesn't make any Preposterous. sense. Preposterous. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you just you just let me cancel? You didn't even, like, offer, you know, want to try and keep me? You know, you don't want to you know, try and woo me at all here, HBO? And, um, you know, and so we... We saw that and you look at so some even the biggest companies out there have some great opportunities to continue to grow and get better. And that's what that's what we like to do. I, I often tell people and I the more I say this, the more I you know know I'm gonna be able to make it happen. My personal mission is to fix Comcast customer care problem. Comcast has the absolute worst customer service in the world to the point where every time I go to call them to fix my bill or fix something my blood pressure goes up and I don't want to feel that way in my life. Nobody should feel that way. If you want to call and, you know, talk to a company, you should feel you're the customer, right? It should be at least give me a mutually beneficial, like a mutually, you know, like just, we should have mutual respect for each other. Right. But it's never, it's never that way with Comcast. So I believe through Subta and what we're doing, we can eventually get the right people in the room, the right ears and eyeballs on the things that we're doing to help them realize this and fix this problem and then impact hundreds of thousands of lives around the world. Yeah, I think that that is a good one. Fascinating. You want to reduce the friction that people have in the buying experience and customer service, but maybe create a little bit of friction if you're trying to cancel. (laughs) Not a lot, just just maybe a little. It's not about creating the friction. It's about, you know, understanding why they're canceling and seeing if there's ways to help remediate that, right? If I'm canceling because I have too much, too many razors, then give them an opportunity to slow the pace Mm. or to pause it. Or if I'm canceling because I'm unhappy with the customer experience, find out why and see what you can do to improve that. So less about like, you know, like, oh, you got to call to cancel or, or creating problems. Just understand why and see if you can make it better for them. That is a much more eloquent way to describe what I just said, Paul. Thank you. <laughs> like you don't really want to cancel. You just maybe yeah. don't need as many razors. You don't necessarily, whatever it might be. I think that that's well said. Yeah, let's still date. Let's have fun. Right. <laughs> well, Paul, people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Uh, so difference-making tip for me, obviously, I live in the world of subscription, and I think there are, is opportunity at every turn to find a way to introduce a recurring revenue model uh, in your business uh, or in, in, you know, even in your daily lives, right? If there's something that can help make your life easier through subscription, you know, consider that. And this isn't a sales pitch. This is, you know, for, for those that are running businesses out there. You know, if you can find a way to introduce a recurring revenue model, it certainly is beneficial to your stress level, your business, uh, the things that you're doing. And, you know, we believe that every business has that opportunity to help introduce that. And so just look for those things and and dig deep in your business and see what ways you can help make that impact and and improve your business. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets come on. Come on. Paul, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you and Subta? Subta, how can people engage with you? They can jump onto Subta.com. That's S-U-B-T-A.com at any time. Like I said, we've got that free membership. Uh, jump on, join in, get part of the community. And any way we can help, you can always email us at let's talk at Subta.com. We've got an amazing team. And we're always happy to help. Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Paul your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to subta.com. That's S-U-B-T-A 
com. Shoot him an email at letstalk at subta.com. Take advantage of that free membership. Thanks again, Paul. Thank you so much, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.